everyone. I'm Julie. And I'm Jenny with a G. We're cousins and best friends. Who live on opposite ends of the country, so we decided to start a podcast. Welcome to Get Funny. <laughs> Hi, Barbie. <gasps> I was supposed to say <laughs> Wow. I just want to say that I prepared to say hi, Barbie, before you even came on wearing a Barbie shirt. Branded. Um, wow. Wait, is wow. this a collab? Can't funny my Barbie movie? <laughs> I mean, with their marketing budget and oh the fact that we God. would do it for free, it should be. It should be. Uh, it should be. <laughs> it's done. I've already turned into Barbie. Wow. Wow. That is so funny. Yes. It's, hi, Barbie. Um, hi, Barbie. It's... <laughs> This is so hilarious. You're um, no one else will think this is so funny. Oh, thank you. It's this? you know what it you know what it is. It's oh, Eldridge. wait a minute. Remember that time when I told you about this lipstick brand that neither one of us had ever worn? Right. We just saw online, and they were about to do an exclusive drop, and we both ordered it. Yeah. For no reason at all, except the reason being that it was the throes of the pandemic, and right. we had um income and nothing to spend it on. And my super toxic trait is that I was becoming so obsessed with it. I was watching YouTube videos about it. And I don't watch YouTube videos, y'all. I want to be very clear. I am not a YouTuber. I just fell in love with this damn lipstick. And I was like, mesmerized. Like, what could we do with it? And now I don't think I even put it on. It's still in, it's still packaged that I keep in the bathroom. Because I... My biggest thing is it comes off. And, you know, I like one that doesn't come off. But it's a beautiful color on you. Thank you. Thank you. So we haven't recorded together in a while. But Mm -hmm. in that time, we have seen each other in person. We did, y'all. It was so fun. Yes, we um, we saw each other in Tennessee. Uh, oh, in that time, I've also seen Beyonce. No big deal. <laughs> Super Life-changing. Big deal. It's okay. Um, yeah, I went to Nashville and saw a bunch of friends, and it was hot as hell, and we got real sweaty, and then we went to see Beyonce, and then I went down to where my parents live, and then Jenny came with her parents, mm-hmm. and it was just a bunch of old people yelling at each other, except not really yelling at each other. They're, that's just how they talk. They just honestly. talk loudly. It's it's they actually, really do. and I had to do some work calls, and y'all, oh god, <laughs> it's like they waited every time I spoke to get louder, and I'm like just. But I'm, you see, even if you don't know what I'm saying, you see that I'm saying something. And see, I've, you know, I've had the experience of being, of visiting my parents and needing to do a work call or something. And I know that they do not care. Um, And I was like, Jenny, um, you keep saying you're going to do work, but I hope you're okay with all this background noise. Um, It was a lot. Yeah. And then it is so much. It was so funny too because my mom was like, it was so weird because like we went to go visit and I thought that the girls would just like like leave us and like go do something, but they just like stayed there. And I was like, Yeah, mom, we were hanging out. She was like, Oh, I just thought you guys were gonna go do something. Like they legit thought that the concert, Beyonce's, although yes. an amazing life experience, they thought it was like a continuous thing throughout the week. Oh, and that okay. I was coming to join you at that continuous thing throughout the week. And they found it <laughs> strange that I Literally. only stayed with you in the home. 
no no matter how many times my parents asked beforehand they could not understand the fact that you were not coming to Tennessee to see Beyonce. Like, oh, Jenny's going to the concert too. I'm like, she's not. They're like, oh, she doesn't like Beyonce. I'm like, she's going to go, but in her city. I don't understand. And they're like, but but she's coming to Nashville. I'm like, she's not coming to Nashville. She's coming to see you, which is not in Nashville. Um, Why is this so confusing? And then it turned into, um, I think I told you this, but whatever. They're like, oh, well, Jenny has a, um, she's coming to Nashville for work. (laughs) what are you talking about it's because i guess maybe you had said or your parents had said she has to do work while she's there no it's because i went it's because last time i saw them i was in nashville for work that is why yes but i i was like that's not she's got to do work oh she's coming here for work no she (laughs) is going to do her work remotely from the house it is okay the wildest trip y'all to see your parents just literally not have any understanding of what's happening at any time yeah i I don't and it's funny that your mom thought we were going to be out doing things as if there's anything to do in small town tennessee (laughs) although uh listener we did go to the grocery store and we went to um get get a few items but specifically there is a lotto machine and it was right (laughs) before the big powerball drawing so we had to get a bunch of tickets for our family and such um the fact that we're still here should tell you that we did not win the lottery. Yeah. Um, just kidding. As if we do this podcast for money. That's um, <laughs> but no, it was guys. it was funny because as we're sitting there, the power goes out. We're yes. freaking out. And then Jules still had money in the machine, which was to us the worst part because how are you going to get your money back? But yeah. the lotto gods were looking down on us and it rebooted with the credit. As she's getting the car, there's this older man standing next to me, and it starts pouring down rain. Well, we should says, we should say that the power went out because of the storm. Because it, of the it, storm, the yeah. power doesn't just go out in Tennessee <laughs> randomly. Um. It does, but it was a big storm, and the guy next to me goes, "It looks like a big city." <laughs> it, it is I forgot. <laughs> been two weeks and i still don't know what that means bro what what are you talking about it rains every it looks exactly like a small town would look in a storm that there are no big buildings there's nothing stopping the rain we know we know most of our listeners are you know coastal elites such as ourselves um you know how in big cities it'd be raining (laughs) that looks different from a small town I it really, was oh man i want to know what he meant by that that's it was very confusing and i think so he wanted funny. me to have more dialogue with him and i was like <laughs> not today sir and the the power kept going out mm-hmm. so the doors kept closing so i elected to stand outside because my fear is we'll get stuck in there forever and whatever yeah. so then he follows me out i'm like i oh, forget it now i have a husband I- <laughs> Well, good. Now you can ask him what he meant by big city rain. You're right. Um, (laughs) The other thing we did was we hung out with um, longtime listener uh, slash friend (laughs) Cameron. Shout out to Cameron who does listen to the podcast. Thank you so much for supporting us. Yes, and for coming over and listening to my mom do a fake Jamaican accent. Oh my God. Inappropriately. (laughs) And she kept doing it as if we didn't hear her the first time. She does. My mom is, (sighs) mm, 
special. There's not enough time in this podcast recording to go into that. Shall we move on to Let's. our next segment? Seat on screen! Yes, it has been such a long time coming, really, since the beginning of this podcast. We have right. talked about doing this movie, and we finally watched The Wedding, the wedding Planner. Mm-hmm. I wish we had, like, a little thing. I mean, I think you just did it. That was it. Okay. Um, with one Jennifer Lynn Lopez. Is that, that's her middle name, right? Mm-hmm. What's her middle name? I felt like I made it up, and then I was like, no, I'm pretty sure that's it. And Matthew McConaughey. Matthew Jerome McConaughey. <laughs> Not Jerome. <laughs> Matthew. Is it not? It's not Jerome. Matthew. Oh, all right, all right, um, all right. <laughs> okay, his middle name is boring. It's David. Oh, another Matthew David, David McConaughey. Jesus. Whatever. Anywho, way. You know <laughs> they that- really. They read the Bible a lot in that family. Go ahead. Did. <laughs> what? What? Why would you say that when two Matthew, Matthew and David are David. two of are two of the most popular names in the English language? Yes, they are biblical, but it doesn't mean that the people maybe they did, but it just doesn't I mean, mean to that the put them together. Matthew David, like it just seems like come on, Matthew David. It just seems very, very biblical. Matthew. Well, mm-hmm. anyway, we watched the wedding planner. From 2001. At the same time, Love Don't Cost a Thing also became multi-platinum. Was that song on this soundtrack? Because it plays at the end. It is. It plays at the end. I thought it was uh, on the soundtrack of something else. Perhaps the movie Love Don't Cost a Thing with um, Nick no, Cannon. No, it was not. It, it wasn't. It I know. Wasn't. <laughs> I know. Um, but I distinctly remember that it was like Jennifer Lopez is the number one movie and the number one song at the same time. That was for the wedding planner. Mm-hmm. Oh. The wedding planner was revolutionary. The wedding planner. I, rem- I remember that time. Those, I just didn't remember it was for this movie. Those who can't do teach. Those who can't wed plan. Ah! Classic. Such a dumb line. Uh, <laughs> let's let's get into it, y'all, because I. Like many rom-coms of my youth, I used to watch this a decent amount back when I had no other options, and I thought I enjoyed it. And then, again, I haven't seen it in probably 15 years, maybe more, and uh, I didn't love it. There was a lot of things I didn't love. I mean, it's not supposed to be in love with it. It's actually really problematic. Well, what do you mean it's not supposed to... At the very least, what I was hoping for, I know that we can't judge, necessarily judge, uh, older movies for, by today's standards. But there's some things that even in 2001, I know were trifling. And on top of that, just on a surface level, I did not think it was funny. What is funny? No, when did you laugh? Tell me. right. Tell me right now, all of the times When her shoe gets stuck? When... When Massimo is making her mac and cheese? What, okay, Massimo's pretty funny. Massimo's, Massimo's pretty hilarious funny. when they're trying to do the thing. When yes, they're singing, when they're singing, all oh, the streets of Loretto. When she's trying to talk to uh, Wendy Wong and she's trying to get in, she goes, I'm the broke man's Wendy. 
None of these things are funny to you. Not in the traditional sense, no. Um, when, when the penis comes off of the statue, and that he was, I guess, kind of funny. I guess it, it wasn't that funny to me. But when Bert, every time he was in a scene, who's Bert? Who oh, the guard. Bert? Oh, no, 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 no. You're right. You're right. The guard slash um, best friend of guy. her dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fine. Um, her Italian dad, because J-Lo is playing an Italian <laughs> in this film. Italian. Her name is Mary, Mary a.k.a. Fiori. Maria Fiore. <laughs> um, as one does. And that was her dad's like, we were in an arranged marriage. It's like the most Italian accent that he can find. Yeah, it was kind of wild. Because um, that actor, I don't believe, is Italian. It didn't feel like he was, no. But we could be wrong. Oh, um man. so folks you've probably seen this movie if you haven't well what have you been doing <laughs> jennifer lynn lopez plays mary a wedding planner and the premise is that she falls in love with the groom of the wedding she's supposed to be planning mind you she does not know when she meets him that he is the groom and this right. is where i would like to throw up a bajillion red flags because Matthew McConaughey, who plays Steve Edison, a.k.a. Eddie, um, he saves J-Lo, a.k.a. Mary, from getting hit by a vehicle because um, she's got a shoe stuck in a grate, whatever. It's funny, I guess, if you're Jenny. Um, <laughs> so, first of all, she doesn't really hit herself. I guess she could have hit her head, but she's like all fainting and weak i'm like girl is well, it no, you because, haven't eaten no because he pushes her out of the way and that's how she, she falls. doesn't really hit her head though whatever but the weight oh my god oh my god whatever the, i'm just saying she didn't need all that force. medical attention so anyway that that was their little meat cute or whatever and so she's in his office and her friend uh slash colleague comes to pick her up and she's like oh this guy's cute let's invite him out and so her friend is like, hey, we go to see the movies out by the Golden Gate Bridge. Do you want to come with us? And he says yes. But he can tell. He should be able to tell that the friend is trying to set them up. Right. Because it was quite blatant. Quite. And then because... when they get there, surprise, surprise, the friend is like, oh, wait, I got to go do a thing. Um, help my friend with their fax cartridge or something. Um, that was funny. Judy Greer's funny. I love Judy Greer. Yeah. She's always funny. Shout out funny. to Judy for being number two, but being number one at being number two. You know what I number mean? Number one in our hearts. Yes. Right. Yes. I love her. By the way, I saw her today on a Where? Verizon commercial. Oh, I thought you meant like and I was in person. Like, Jude, is that you? Also, I verified um, her dad is actually Italian in real life. Judy, oh, the actor uh, who plays. Okay, I, I was like Judy Greer. Um, no. Girl, don't don't hate those commercials. Commercial actors make a decent amount of money, actually. Oh, if they would have a nationally running commercial. Mm, Wait, mm -mm. what was the last thing? It also, if their commercial is nationally running, like if oh. it's in all the markets, they make good money. Um, good. When probably I saw not it, as good as happy. they did twenty years ago, but. But you know what? Who should be getting bank is Flo. Because oh, Flo I, is getting bank. Good. I'm glad she is because Flo deserves. Flo is 
I don't, I mean, I'll have to look up her net worth later, but um, anyway, so, so they go to the movies and Judy Greer leaves them. So it's just Mary and Steve and they're romantically sitting on a tree branch and Steve only eats the brown M&Ms. And the way that he gets rid of the other M&Ms is by throwing them on the ground. And I think, why would you do that, Steve? Any animal (laughs) can come by. Someone's dog. Do you understand that my dog, when walking, will uh, pick, he'll find anything that he could possibly eat is like bones, uh, anything. And so I just feel like you should be more careful when throwing food on the ground. Also, it is a a black M&M. It is. Yes. It is a waste. Why did I say a black M&M? Even he was throwing away all the other colors, but whatever. Um, because he believes that the brown M&Ms have less artificial food dye than the other ones. And that was funny. profound for, yeah, I was like, for Mary's character. She was like, what? She really was like, damn, he right. He's so smart. He is smart. <laughs> he a doctor and he's smart. <laughs> And so they are watching some old movie and she asks him to dance. Why? I don't know. And so he dances with her in one second of them dancing. Mind you, it's a slow song. He's holding her as you would uh, in an old timey slow dance. She goes, where did you learn to dance like this? I'm like, like what? What first do of you all, mean? J-Lo's a dancer. First Girl, and foremost. her standards are So she can are feel it. Hello. She, she can feel it as a dancer myself. Okay, well, her character in this is not a dancer. She's just a regular-ass person. Oh, and but so not she's in like, the scene where did, afterward. Where did you learn to dance like this? Uh, and he goes, a ballroom class. And she goes, oh, you're gay. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, 2001. Um, anyway, and so he's dancing all mediocrely, and they're about to kiss. And this is what I don't understand. Mm-hmm. He is engaged already. You're right, you're like, right. And listen, justice for his fiance. Yes, Francis. Here's the thing, and this okay, this is where I'm gonna come in. This is what happens with time because people are trash. Okay. In the hospital, when she's talking to him and she says, oh, your girlfriend seems really feisty. He says, that's not my girlfriend. That's my sister. Mm-hmm. You still have time to say my girlfriend is my fiance, actually. So you're trifling. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're trifling Steve Edison. Dr. Steve Edison. You're trifling. Mm-hmm. Keep going. I don't really have anything else to say. <laughs> the, oh, well. the shenanigans happen. Things happen. Um, J-Lo is in love after this first date. And later on, uh, Steve tells her that this time with her watching the movie was one of the best nights of his life. I'm like, again, have you people had any experiences? Because you literally didn't do anything that would qualify as one of the best nights of my life. Grow up, Steve. Come on. Some people live very boring lives, so maybe that's what it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's no need for all this hyperbole. You could just say, I had a good time with you. It was the um, best night of my life. Because you have a fat ass, and I liked it. Um, it's not even that fat when you're looking at old shit. I'm really like, not. Jenna was so small. People, oh, God. 
she really was. It's just that it's just that white people were like, "Who is this? <laughs> this Italian American Jennifer Lynn Lopez oh with an my ass?" God. Um, it was it was so funny too because then Massimo is played by Justin Chambers, who, as most people would know him as Doctor Alex Karev from Grey's Anatomy fame, and. Also, I don't think he's Italian either, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. At this point, everybody's Italian. Everybody's but Italian. It was so weird, too, because he also fell in love with Jennifer Lopez's character, Mary Fury. But it doesn't make any sense because they don't even know each other. And that's when we find out that his parents, her father, and her mother had an arranged marriage. And also it's weird because, like, it's not very known in the Italian culture. I did not know that. Um, oh, to have an arranged marriage. So that was an interesting, probably, lie. But either way, he grew to love his her mother, and she he just wants her to do the same with Massimo. And my thing is, Massimo could have gotten it, and I don't understand why she didn't just go with him. I mean, probably because he was acting like a fucking weirdo and was like, We'll get married now, and she's like, "We don't even know each other." Like that's. But he not... did like to make macaroni and cheese. Which you find a man that can cook for you, you found a man that can cook macaroni and cheese from a box. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, whatever. So she, for some reason, her the fact that her dad wants her to be with someone. Like, she takes it really to heart. And I'm like, it's not even like you're, like, you know, a 60-year-old single woman who's never been in a relationship. She's, what, maybe 30. I don't even think she's 30 in this. I don't think she reaches 30. I think she's, like, 28 or something. So, I feel like, like most rom-coms are, like, based at 28 Yeah, they're olds, very so young. Really um, or, like, 26 even. So she was in a relationship with uh, a guy who, it ended in heartbreak because he was cheating on her. I guess with her best friend was it her best friend or his friend i don't know i didn't care honestly i just didn't care it was was her best friend because she was supposed to be the maid of honor at her wedding well that's what led her to becoming a wedding planner i guess kind of um what else you you go you love this movie okay great so where do i even begin i mean ultimately he falls for her and it doesn't make any sense because he's literally planning a wedding to another woman with her. So the other woman, his um, bride-to-be, is actually a big-time E-trade person in business and not really too confident what the business is. But either way, she has a lot of dealings to do. I think they were do. selling food online. They were still, is that what it was? Um, so. And so she has to do all these dealings and she's like, okay, I'm going to leave for a while, but you plan the wedding with Mary. So he is still actively planning the wedding to this woman and decides, which we still, and we've talked about this before. How do you just end a wedding? And this was like a multi-million dollar wedding. This wedding was going to change the trajectory of J-Lo, Mary Fury's career because this was the wedding to decide if she was going to be partner at the wedding planning company that she was I love how at. this, apparently people had so much money in, the, in 2001 that they could afford to have a wedding planning company with many yeah. wedding planners. Girl, many stop. wedding planners. And 
she brought in the most money times five. And so she was going to start her own company. But at this point, you're going to have to start your own company. Bitch, if they found out. So right. they literally show all these scenes of them intimately doing things together, going to check out the venue, laughing and laughing and getting real close to each other. Then she gets drunk because she sees her ex with his current wife pregnant at the flower shop. So she gets drunk, invites him over. And then he's like pretty much saying, I'm going to do it. I can be with you if you want me to. And she's like, no, I'm a professional. I have to do my job. Then the next day leaves the wedding that she's supposed to be planning. And then goes to get married herself. This whole thing was crazy. But then Steve finally realizes, oh, maybe we shouldn't get married because I don't love you anymore. I love the person that you used to be and you love the person I used to be because they've been together since they were like young. Since college. Since college. And I just... Yeah, Steve, you couldn't have had this epiphany, I don't know, even the day before. I I feel like Fran is not upset enough for my liking. I know that she gets a little upset and then when Steve asks her to like actually think about it like do you actually want to go through with this she thinks about it and she says no so like yes she also recognized that this is for the best but like you could have figured this out beforehand bro you could have at least tried to also I think just to to throw another vote in the Steve is trash column so he asks or he tells Fran how he's feeling and he says tell me right now like you know, do you want this? Because if you do, I'll go out there and I'll go through with it. I'm like, why? <laughs> I, I Yeah, like, what are we gonna... And then, then they Because Mary left, remember? She left. Yes. So she leaves poor Judy, Penny, poor little Penny, by herself. And then Penny, this is her first wedding she's doing by herself. And literally the bride and the groom leave the wedding. I'm like, I, you just ruined her career too. Like everybody's career is just ruined. So then Steve makes his way. Oh, because Penny says she went to go get married at the yes. courthouse. Which, by the way, I don't know what world people are living in. Because most of these places are closed on Saturdays. So no one, if anybody could just get married on a Saturday in the court, I'm sure there would be more. But they just don't. You and we all know this is it. Courthouses yeah. are closed? Oh, I Most courthouses know. are closed on Saturday. Oh. And I do know, I would say this, specifically the courts I've been to to go witness weddings, you have to do it Monday through Friday before 5. Wow. It is very before inconvenient. It is very inconvenient. And one court does have a group one like Tuesdays at 7 for a group. Hmm. So I, they're not just open on Saturdays all willy-nilly. But all I have to say... He makes it to Mary's wedding and finds out that Mary did not get married because everybody, including her Italian father, who just wanted her to be happy, literally spoke against this wedding. I'm like, y'all, poor thing. She don't even know what just to do. Just wasted time. Just wasting people's so, time. So coincidentally, this same day happens to be the time they're doing the movie at the park again. And Steve Edison knew exactly where to find her at the park. Again, it doesn't make any sense because was what is they doing it on a Friday night? Now it's a Saturday. It's I don't even know what day it is. So when he appears, there's Mary throwing away every single color M&M but the brown ones. Y'all stop being wasteful. Wasteful and littering. 
Someone's dog Weird. is going to get sick off of these goddamn M&Ms. But then but they you dance. don't think about that, Mary, do you? You just think no. about yourself. You and Steve are made for each other. I kind of think like Wendy would have thought about it. So maybe that's why he left you. Wow. <laughs> Fran definitely would have thought about it. Oh, poor Fran. But yes, here so we are. I still like the movie. I still think it holds up. Obviously, there's so... I mean, my thing is, though, I think a lot of people's issues is that the suspension of reality is just so ridiculous. But I think I kind of like that. I mean, I don't enjoy them leaving Fran in the lurch like that. And now... But, you know, Fran gets to live her life. And maybe they're divorced. But, I mean, they didn't even get married. So maybe they're just I living think, in sin together forever. I think that I would have enjoyed it more... And this is hard to say because what I expected was maybe I wouldn't, you know, care for the storyline, but at least the leads, I would like their chemistry or like their vibe. I did not like that. I didn't, I don't like, this is hard to say. I don't like the way JLo is acting in this movie. She's very like. She's using that voice. You know, sometimes she uses a little, she's got a little like baby voice kind of. Ooh, and a baby voice. Not it's not a baby voice, but it's very like light. She's just like, I'm sorry. Oh, it's at the YMCA. It's the social <laughs> event of the season. Like, like <laughs> as if she has no like. Like, you know, you expect J-Lo to have, like, a, you know... It, maybe it's because she's playing an Italian and not a Puerto Rican, but I just feel like <laughs> she doesn't have the, like... And maybe that's what it is. But I'm also trying to think of, like, when she was in Monster-in-Law, how was she acting in that? She, I don't she was know. Also, I need to watch it. Was she playing a fiery Latina in that one? I think she was, but she had know. no parents to prove her. I know she has it in her. Hello, I've seen Selena. Selena. <laughs> I just it felt like she was very muted in this movie muted and I was hoping for more because I wanted that like you know J-Lo chemistry J-Lo can have chemistry with like anyone I, okay you know that movie we watched Shotgun Wedding yes she has so much more chemistry with Josh Duhamel than she does with Matthew McConaughey and I felt like for 20 years I've kind of me and society have kind of viewed this movie as like a great rom-com because the leads have such chemistry. I'm like, they don't though. Matthew McConaughey is just like there. Honestly, he's not, he's not giving. Hmm. Interesting do you take. Think, do I you do. Think? I do. I do think that they give. I do think that, especially in the dance scene, and in the, I mean, it was immediate chemistry, I think. She's like, you smell like sweet plums and grilled cheese sandwiches. I just, I love the film. I do love it. And I will continue to love it. Because well, I see myself in Mary. I see myself as an Italian-American. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I was like, uh, how? You see um, me? But yeah, I've always I feel enjoyed. like Mary has more chemistry with Bert than she does with. Oh Steve. my god, everybody has chemistry with Bert. That's the greatest well, part yes. of the movie. Um, oh, Bert. Well, I love it. Y'all should watch it if you have it. And if you have it, where have you been? It's been 22 years. But okay. <laughs>
so well, I guess we're at the part of what did you find on Al Gore's internet? Well, I pulled up some Am I the Assholes. Can um, there be one that says, Am I the Asshole for not going to the Barbie movie? Am I the Asshole for falling in love with the client that I'm supposed to be wedding planning for? <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, am I the asshole for ordering a giant steak against my mother-in-law's will, actually eating it, and refusing to cover the entire bill? Okay. Oh, hell no! Okay. All right. I, uh, 27 female, have been together with my husband, Nate, for over 10 years and married for four. I don't have the best relationship with my mother-in-law as she always seems to police what I eat. Everyone in my family has a fast metabolism. I am also working with horses. So due to this, I burn a lot of calories. Girl, okay. And usually have rather large meals to get the energy back and I still remain skinny. Now to the event. My in-laws invited me and Nate for dinner last Friday. I was very busy then and haven't eaten since about 6 or 7 a.m. and also didn't have a chance to have a snack before heading to the restaurant. So I was starving. Usually I have something to eat before seeing my mother-in-law to avoid her comments. Due to this, I ordered a large steak at the restaurant, which was meant for two people. It also came with prawns, bacon, and two sides. Go ahead, girl. Uh, please note, it was not the most expensive item on the menu, as some of my in-laws had significantly pricier dishes, and we were all splitting the bill anyway. My mother-in-law started making comments how I shouldn't be ordering what I can't eat, since even her husband wouldn't be able to finish that dish, let alone someone my size. I smiled and said, I haven't eaten since early morning and I'm starving. If I don't finish the steak, I will take the leftovers home. I easily finished the steak and was waiting for my dessert when my mother-in-law flipped. She said I am attention-seeking and was putting on a show. She also said that I have made my father-in-law and brother-in-law feel uneasy that a and that a woman shouldn't eat that much. It is unhealthy and something is wrong with me. She has then demanded me and Nate cover the entire bill as she wasn't planning on such a big expenditure. I said, we are absolutely not covering the entire bill since it was meant to be split evenly and reminded her of the dishes she ordered that were significantly more expensive compared to my steak, including her starter. As a result, I was called an asshole who has ruined family dinner. Nate is on my side, but most of my in-laws are making very passive aggressive posts on social media about it <laughs> and keep sending me different... Keep sending me different articles of what might cause excessive eating. <laughs> this is so it's funny so and unhinged. <laughs> it really, I, there's nothing to say. I, girl, I don't, these people are insane. <laughs> what? I don't, I mean, your mother-in-law needs... A lot of help. Um, I don't even know what. <laughs> At, there's, I, there's, I, I don't know. Sh sure, you're not the asshole. Sure, but... you're not the asshole for being hungry and then eating the food that you ordered. Yeah. I don't like. Why pay, is that even? Pay for your food. Your, something. Your mom-in-law seems weird, but super weird like I mean even... but I also know she was probably weird before you married him so I think the best advice we can give people is stop
stop marrying people you can't get along with or their families. Well, it seems like, okay, it seems like the, her husband is fine and is on her side. And so at least that she's got that going because you can't control the families of the people you fall in love with. Um, As long as the person you're with is on your side, I feel like that's okay. But yeah, fuck this mother-in-law. I would order even more food next time and eat it all while staring at her in the eye. Dare her to you've say something. Made, She's you've just made like, men uncomfortable. Look, I bet she didn't watch the Barbie movie. Probably not. Um, she probably thinks it is anti-man if she does watch it. Um, sometimes women, a lot of times women, do the work of patriarchy for the patriarchy. And the other thing is that a lot of times some women are upset because they grew up buying into this idea that you have to deny yourself. You have to constantly be on a diet. You can't eat what you want to eat because that is how you become a person who gets a man or whatever. Um, now mind you, this person writing the letter already said that she is conventionally skinny, but even though she's skinny, she's still eating more than the mother-in-law could ever dream of. Or maybe she does dream about it and she denies herself and now she's mad that someone else has the nerve to be doing it in front of her. Whatever it is, she needs to seek therapy and maybe maybe order herself a steak. Girl, you deserve. Mother-in-law, you got this. It's fine. You can have a steak. It's not going to kill you. Um, not any more than anything else we consume at the very least. But um yeah this is someone who's got a lot of issues it's not great am i the asshole for finally telling my mother-in-law that her mac and cheese tastes terrible Damn. i feel like i have to know i love when people can't cook my husband 30 male and i 28 female have been married for two years together for five and i'm currently six months pregnant we are very excited and blessed because i've had some complications in getting pregnant i have a very good relationship with my in-laws and if any of us has a problem, we are able to talk it through, except for one thing. My mother-in-law has her famous mac and cheese that everyone in her family absolutely loves. I, however, found it disgusting on day one, but I didn't want to come off as rude and ungrateful, so I pulled through it without saying anything. I told my husband about it, and he said that his mother has been making it for decades, perfecting the recipe, and she would be deeply offended if anyone told her anything bad about her mac and cheese. So I should just find the right moment to tell her. What? Uh, <laughs> hold on a second. Wait. That was a twist. You put it on? Uh, hold on a second. Wait. He, for some reason, loves it. So he didn't want to be the one to tell her. Which I totally understand because it is my issue and I had to deal with it. It's been almost two years of me pretending. So two days ago, I have decided to just tell her. It was a family dinner where my husband's parents had invited us over. And of course, his mother was making her so-called famous mac and cheese. I almost threw up at the smell and I couldn't bear the thought of eating it, probably because I was pregnant. So at dinner, when I was offered the mac and cheese, I politely declined and said, no, thank you. My mother-in-law looked at me and asked, why? You should eat. Good for the baby. Oh, and I no. just... And I just went right out with it. I'm sorry, but I don't like your mac and cheese. Everything else tastes delicious, but this is the one thing I simply cannot eat anymore. She looked so deeply offended and she literally snapped, well, thanks for being honest, and didn't even look or speak to me for the rest of the evening. 
My husband was on my side and tried to speak to his mother, but all I know is that it didn't work because she has been cold to me ever since. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I just read ahead and I think there I see ingredients. Oh god. Okay. What was wrong with the mac and cheese? Her perfecting the recipe ended up with this result. Mac and cheese combined with salmon, kimchi, pineapple, seaweed salad, collard greens, oh, no. onions, and no. garlic. Oh, there's so many things in there. I, <laughs> I don't have oh a problem. Oh my gosh. I don't. <laughs> I don't have a problem with the greens or onion, but the rest tastes so disgustingly wrong with mac and cheese. However, the reason why I think I might have been an asshole is because, like my husband said, she has been perfecting this recipe for years. Her entire family clearly loves it, and I tell her that her perfected and loved mac and cheese is terrible. Am I the asshole? I just... Okay. Ugh. The thing Hold about on a second. food. There's an edit. There's an update. Okay. I did tell her that because I am pregnant, it wasn't possible for me to stomach the ingredients, but she still didn't want to talk to me. Another edit. I'm French and my husband's family is Korean, so that will explain the ingredients. I do enjoy salmon, kimchi, and seaweed salads, but it greatly depends on which dishes it's served with. And since I've been pregnant, I've even developed an aversion to several foods that I used to love. It's just, it's so many ingredients. It's just, it's not mac and cheese. It's not mac and <laughs> cheese, too. And it, as someone, remember, our first adventure with mac and cheese was not great. And we I've were children. Not, we were not children. been able and to. And we have, we have redeemed ourselves. We were children. Yeah. Your and mother we, still doesn't know that. Your mother still hasn't had it. She doesn't remember. She it's doesn't. Fine. I should have made it. My mom doesn't remember God. anything good that I've ever done. So let's just start there. No. Um, well, um, <coughs> I think obviously I will say this. Everybody's food is different and everybody's likes is different. Sometimes saying something is disgusting isn't the best thing to say. I think it's just like I can't eat it. I think she should have stuck harder with I can't eat that. Instead of saying she did, like she said, I don't like it. Everything else is great, but this is the one thing I can't eat anymore. She made it clear that it's because she was pregnant, like, which even then she did not have to blame it on being pregnant, but she has that excuse. It's really, uh, let's not, we don't have to call everything <coughs> mac and cheese just because it happens to have both mac and cheese because. Mac and cheese with salmon, kimchi, pineapple, seaweed salad, collard greens, onions, and garlic is not mac and cheese. You will never convince me that it is. It is a different meal. Let's call it something else. It's different. I don't know what to call it. Um, it's yeah, different. Everybody That's... is so creative. Exactly. <laughs> it is a, and... a lot of flavors. I'm not a big fan of adding me in cooking with the mac and cheese i like it as an addition because it's a side like it's oh god see um, I, I put bacon i'll put bacon in my mac and cheese sometimes but i know you don't eat bacon so i can't i, I won't do that for you but um i just can't that's the only that's the only like meat i would put in it 
Um, I feel. Uh, <laughs> okay. That... Well, let's. Okay. Let's. Um. Let's just remove the fact of us knowing how this. What is in this? Um. Let's just go with. How do you, if someone makes something you don't like, how do you tell them you don't like it? I think, honestly, you tell them by not eating it. I yeah, I would never eat it. Or if I had it the first time, I just won't have it again. That's just yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. That's I just how feel, you, yes. <laughs> I feel like some people are real. There's just such people pleasers or they don't want to. They're not strong enough in their convictions. Like convictions. convictions. I am very much like, I'm not going to eat it. And that's it. I'm just not going to eat it. I, right. There are perfectly good dishes that my mother, who I believe is a phenomenal cook, that I will not eat when she makes it. And she knows I won't. And, you know, other people will eat it. Bacalao. She loves making bacalao. Like Everybody it. loves when she makes bacalao. I do not like bacalao. So it doesn't matter. I will not eat it. But, right. you know, I'm just, I've definitely... just been strong to say that. I think I think where this person went wrong is for sure uh, pretending like they liked it for two years mm -hmm. uh, because yeah, apparently different. this mother-in-law is making this mac and cheese at every fucking event, every dinner. So I feel like at some point in two years, you could have not eaten it. That already you made a mistake. And you then the fact, so. the fact that your husband is like, oh, she would be so offended. You should tell her. You should tell is your husband trying to sabotage your life i don't know why would your husband say that the the point of saying she would be so offended is that you then say do not in under any circumstances tell her why would you say you should tell her you should find a good time to tell her <laughs> like i'm sorry are you the husband is obsessed the husband is the one who, who encouraged her to put all this shit in the damn mac and cheese the family, I guess. I mean, and again, I understand the family's Korean. It explains why there's kimchi in it. I love kimchi in so many different things. There's a place down the street that does a kimchi quesadilla. Phenomenal. And that has kimchi and cheese like this um, dish. But um, salmon, kimchi, pineapple, mac and cheese, those don't need to be together. And unfortunately, sometimes you will eat people's food that doesn't taste good. And if it's just a one-time thing, you just kind of eat what you can and then maybe stop by McDonald's on the right. way home. Whatever. Um, if it's frequent, maybe just don't go over to their house for eating anymore. Or, like, find I mean, the one thing you can eat, like the bread. The bread or... Or bring well, your own dish that you can eat. I'm not a big... I mean, I... Funnily enough, I have enjoyed a lot of Korean food, kimchi is not one of them. And I won't eat it. And I've been, I even went to a wedding, a Korean wedding. Shout out to my friends. And uh, they had a couple of different things. The kimchi was there. I didn't put it on the plate. I don't like it. And that's fine. That's fine. And you don't have to I could see why you wouldn't like kimchi. Because um, you also, not that they're the same, but you also don't like pickles. Yeah. And I feel like kimchi and pickles occupy a similar sort of crunchy, salty, uh, Topping headspace. Headspace? Mouth space. Mouth space. Anyway, let's get on with this. We've been on here for too long. What brought you joy? Or what are you looking forward to this week? Um, what brought me joy this past weekend? I 
was very social in one day, which, you know, if I am going to do a social activity, it's going to be the only social activity I do in that day. But this sat this past Saturday, we did three separate social events. And wow. I was like, is this what Jenny's doing all the time? <laughs> I did not enjoy it. But it was good. It was good. We got to see some friends we hadn't seen in a while. Um, that was nice. And what else? I mean, it brought me joy to see you and Beyonce in the past few weeks. That was great. And my family too, I guess. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's fine. They're fine. Um, yeah, they, they don't listen to this podcast. And what am I looking forward to? Um, well, this week... We are, we being um, the writers from my writer's room that is on pause due to the strike, we're doing a writer's room bowling uh, outing. So I'm excited about Ooh, that. That would so, be like, nice. See everyone and stuff. Yeah. Wait, are you guys going to get like, no, we're not going to get matching shirts by Thursday. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it's just good. You know, like we, we have like an ongoing group text, but it'll be nice to see people in person and, you know, shoot the shit with them and uh, talk about the strike. Why? Because of your nails. I don't have nails right now. Oh. I have little little shorties. Oh my God. Whose big hand is that? (laughs) I have little shorties and because I know I'm going bowling, I will not do any enhancements before then. But thank you for the the word of caution um anyway how about you what brought you joy and or what are you looking forward to saying yeah it was so joyful i don't know i had a great time even though my mom was like y'all didn't do anything i was like we did so many things we talked they didn't do anything we played we had a great oh yeah we played bingo got hustled by my mom loved it every moment of it um and then i'm looking forward to beyonce myself i um got a silver outfit well part of silver outfits i'm trying to i'm trying to get you know that mirror ball tape from amazon i have uh-huh. some and i'm trying to make a headband with it so see if that can work out oh well. that'll be cool when is the show and that you're going to the 14th and then i got one um, of those little neck fans which I didn't know if I'd ever get. I think we talked about it before. And I was like, I don't know if I'll get one. But I got one. And it actually is going to work out for me. So I got one too. And I didn't take it with me to Beyonce. Um, I had a, I got a different fan that has like, you could put water in it. And it'll, oh. it's like a little mister. I didn't end up using it because it, um, it was actually, there was a nice breeze when I went to Beyonce. So oh, that was good. good. But then I, since I had it with me, we had both like, a few of us had brought some fans. We went out dancing after Beyonce and got so fucking sweaty. And then we had the fans out then. And then some like hey. rando, like a bachelorette party came up and we're like getting in our fan. I was like, you're too comfortable, but thank you. Um, <laughs> but thank you. Thank, thank you. you. All right. I love you so much. Love you too. Bye. Thanks for listening to Get Funny. We hope you laughed. But if you didn't. We did. (laughs) We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. (laughs) We killed it. Crushed it.